Buenos dias. Good day. My name is Leroy Pacheco, President and CEO of the New Mexico Community Development Loan Fund. We're a nonprofit organization that has been in business for over 30 years. We've made over $112 million of small business loans and created over 12,000 jobs in the last 30 years. I've been working in banking, small business administration, nonprofits for over 50 years. I'm pleased today to bring you a bilingual workbook developed by Dr. Marvin Lozano and his wife, Dr. Michaela Rivera, psychologist. I think you're gonna be excited to take a look at a bilingual approach for Latinos throughout the United States and elsewhere. I am pleased to announce today that we have developed a bilingual approach workbook that I believe will be a resource for those of you that own or run family-owned businesses. You will see the importance of culture. You will see the importance of good planning, good organizational charts with roles that are describing exactly what your cousin, your grandmother, your aunt, your father, your mother should be doing in the success of your family-owned businesses. Come and take a ride with us. I think you'll enjoy it. Come and learn about balancing business, family, and culture. I invite you to take a look at this workbook. You will hear also testimonials from successful business owners throughout the United States. They will tell you intimate details about their own family business and the generations that go back in making sure that culture and family is integrated into the operation of a successful business. Again, take a ride with us. I welcome you to take a look at this workbook. I hope it will become another tool in your toolbox for successful business. Gracias. Hi, I'm Michaela Rivera. And I'm Marvin Lozano. I'm a clinical psychologist uh, and have worked with children, youth, families, and individual adults for many years, but I dedicate myself working mainly with Latinos. After years of working in community mental health, uh, early childhood and Head Start, as well as private practice, I had the opportunity to co-author a book for Latino entrepreneurs on balancing business, family, and culture. I'm an entrepreneurial consultant. Um, I've worked uh, as a bilingual um, branch manager for a sizable commercial bank. Uh, I've also uh, done a lot of work with uh, chambers of commerce and uh, also with community development lending organizations. Um, all that was integrated with my uh, uh, teaching uh, at uh, community colleges and at four-year institutions. Um, but importantly today, we're excited uh, to bring you this book on balancing uh, business, family, and culture. Um, as Latino authors, um, we wanted to write a book uh, that's useful not only to U.S. Latino entrepreneurs, but also to those doing business with them. Uh, in doing so, we brought together experienced male and female small business owners uh, to share their history. So today uh, we take a personal, a practical approach to the components that are important to business owners. And, and here's some takeaways 
there are actually four of them. Uh, the first one is that Latino culture is relationship-centered. That means that it's inclusive of friends, of family, customers, clients, and owners. Uh, secondly, respect is the foundation uh, of all relationships. Third uh, part is that you need to treat family members uh, who are in business with you with the same respect as you treat others. And then uh, the last part of this is that communication is key. Um, you need to resolve conflict uh, and maintain good relationships by using good communication. Our guest today is Edward Lujan. Edward was born in Santa Fe, New Mexico. His father was a teacher who later founded and developed an insurance agency into the largest insurance agency in the country. That was founded in 1926. Edward's mother was also a teacher and she later became the Santa Fe County Clerk. Edward will focus on his own professional development and the roles that family values, traditions, and routines played in how the business was developed. He'll also talk about his commitment to community and giving back to community and teaching in that manner as well. Focusing and valuing on culture, he helped develop the National Hispanic Cultural Center, which is active and existing in Albuquerque today. Thank you, Edward, for all you've done, and we welcome you today. So I'll turn it over now to Edward. Edward, can you tell us a little bit about your business background, your history, some of the challenges you faced, and the lessons learned? First of all, uh, you, uh, Michaela, you're very accurate. I was born and raised in Santa Fe. Uh, I was also a school teacher, uh, taught schooler. I also farmed uh, early on in my life. We had a, a farm and, uh, uh, in Moriarty. And then I and then I went uh, and then I started teaching school. Uh, I, I've done a, a number of things during my life, but uh, let me just tell you some of my uh, philosophy or where you mentioned my father and my mother and a lot of the things that uh, that uh, have propelled me into doing different things is. Uh, is their guidance her and their and their philosophy uh, uh, one of them that uh, I never forgot was that the, uh, the good Lord gave you any talents at all they weren't meant for you they're meant for uh, using them for the good of your community and and the good of your your uh, people and uh, if, if you get that opportunity to good of the world. Uh, so I've, I've followed that. I, uh, after uh, I started in the business in 1960, uh, I was teaching school. My father uh, asked me if I wanted to go into the business and I uh, kind of didn't answer him for, for a good while. And he asked me again and I still didn't answer. Uh, then he asked me the third time, and he said, why aren't you answering me? If you want to go in, fine. I said, I, I'm, I, I'm hesitating because I don't know that if, whether I would like it or not. 
And if I don't like it, I just could not tell you that I don't like what you're doing. Therefore, I'm uh there, therefore i would stay in something i didn't like uh he immediately said whoa i am doing what i'm doing because i that's what i like to do if you like it fine if you don't like it then that's fine too so the deal we made <laughs> was that during the summertime uh when school's out that I'd go work at the agency. And if I liked it, I'd stay. And if I didn't like it, I'd go back to teaching. And that would be the end of it. Uh, he never did ask me again, do you like it? Don't you like it? It just, uh, and I kid, I kid about that. And I said, I'm still uh, trying to figure out whether I like it or not. But uh, 60, 70 years later, I guess, uh, I guess I really liked it. Uh, uh, I liked the challenge. I liked the entrepreneurship of it. Uh, 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 I like uh, doing what I'm doing. It did give me the opportunity to use what my father had uh, always told us about doing something for others. So I, I, I belong. I belong to an awful lot of organizations throughout my lifetime uh, that uh, uh, each one of them was for a single purpose but it was something that was for the good of of the community or the uh, people uh, involved i guess uh, you mentioned the hispanic cultural center uh, and uh, yes i've been involved in it uh since 19 uh 83 is when the hispanic cultural foundation was was formed not no center yet not there wasn't even mention of a center but we formed it to be able to uh, uh teach the culture that we really truly were beginning to lose and i was very worried about that uh, uh i've always i've always thought uh when you did it very well, uh, what is culture? And in in my mind, it's like a like a four legged stool. It's about its uh, uh, language. It's about its food. It's about its art, and it's about its history. And everything else fits right into those uh, those four. Uh, uh, somebody asked, and they test me on it and said, "Well, religious." Religion was a big part of it. Yeah, I said it, it's part of history, and it's part of uh, of who who we are and who we were. Uh, but when we were kids, the whole neighborhood spoke Spanish. My father and mother did speak English uh, well, and they did. We knew English and we could converse in it. But ninety percent of our conversations were. Uh, uh, were Spanish because that's what the neighborhood and neighborhood kid, all of us spoke Spanish. Uh, uh, my grandfather very, knew very little English. Uh, so, so, but when we went to school, they would punish us if we spoke Spanish either on the gr school grounds or in the classrooms 
because they wanted us to immerse and learn English. Uh, later on, we, it, we, it was a good idea that we do learn uh, the language and all. So, but then when we started having our kids, we thought that's not going to happen to them. So, and it wasn't just us, it was the whole, our whole generation. We said, we're going to outsmart them. We're going to teach them English first. And then we'll teach them Spanish. So by the time that we taught them Spanish, we're beginning to teach them Spanish, they didn't need it anymore. All the kids spoke uh, nothing but English. So uh, my kids did learn Spanish. They do speak it. Uh, they speak it, uh, uh, I think, not as fluently as we do, but they 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 get around the the real problem was that they began to feel inadequate speaking spanish because they don't they're not totally proficient in it so they they it's it's hard for them to teach their children and basically when i started thinking about it i said my grandchildren are going to maybe not speak it and probably not understand it my uh, great-grandchildren are uh, are not going to speak it at all and maybe they don't even know what their culture is because that's part of that four-legged stool so we begin to uh, do it as a foundation we would raise money and then do a program and the programs that we were doing at the time were we were teaching the teacher about culture about hispanic culture so that they could then teach the kids uh, their 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 students so that's what we began and little by little we began to feel we, we need some place where there's an anchor to make this permanent we started working on the cultural center uh, as an Albuquerque center. And then we, then the state said, no, we need to make it a state one. So we went from, from there to the state and basically internationally too, because we began to talk to other, other countries about, about the culture and so on and so forth. And so what we have now, is a cultural center with four buildings. There's one left, uh, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, that basically work of teaching. It's a it's a, a cultural center. Really, for me, is a educational institute. It is about educating about this culture. Edward, what you're really saying is that teaching was your first choice. Yes, professionally. And you followed that for a long time and learned a lot and contributed uh, in a rural area of New Mexico, yep. which was really yep. good. It was your initial love. But the center where people gather now and participate in traditional activities is also a place where Latinos learn. They learn, and, and all those who come and visit learn about the culture and um, all that it entails, including developing business 
and balancing that with family. I know that Marvin's interested in uh, asking you some questions as well. So Yes, I'm uh, happy to be here and really excited and uh, being part of this uh, initial interview with Edward. Uh, as Michaela was saying, he's he's been uh, very, very much a leader in this community and, and impacted um, the state and, and really has a presence in the nation with uh, the areas he's interested in. So um, uh, what I would like to take an opportunity to do here is, is ask a question related to chapter seven, which which is uh, the chapter that focuses on culture and, and how we integrate culture in balancing business and family. And that's a key idea, I think, that uh, we can get the expertise that Edward brings. So um, if we could just get exam an example of how you were able to manage the differences in culture for folks that you know. As we all know, um, at least those of us that live in New Mexico, this is a multicultural state. And, and we all get along very well. So how do we benefit when it comes to businesses, specifically with uh, not only startups, but with uh, growing businesses? Well, I, I think one of the big philosophies that I've always had, uh, uh, culture, as you can see, is very important to me, and our culture is important. But uh, people, uh, people share. If I share something with you, you're going to share it back. You're going to share something back to me. I mean, that's that's human nature. That's just going to happen. So we do, and uh, I've always believed, I'm very proud of my culture. And I'm very proud of what, what our culture, you know, what we've done and so on and so forth. Uh, and I share it. And, and part of it, uh, and you mentioned, uh, Michaela, about sharing. It, it's so important to share, and you they'll share their culture with you. Uh, I do it on my own. I do it through the cultural center. I've always done it. The second philosophy, uh, very important to, to business, is you treat people like people, not objects. And in any business that you're in, you're there to help your client. Whatever it is that, that, that you're doing, your job is to help that client better him, him or her. Uh, so if you take that philosophy and you, you zero in on helping the client, just like you do zeroing in on public service, just like you do on volunteering and whatever. It is to help make the client uh, more successful, uh, uh, maybe enlarge, whatever it is, that's, that's your job as a business, whether uh, in, our, in our business, really it was always a paper business. Uh, it, it, it didn't have, I couldn't, I didn't give him any, anything materially. I, I gave them what I had and what uh, and what our product was. Uh, in when you do that, when you treat people like people, okay, it it doesn't really uh, uh, you don't 
you don't really think, oh, well, he's not Hispanic or he's not this or he's not that. It, it's about people. So I don't know that it ever, I'm sure it did. I'm sure that some didn't ensure with us because of who we were, but, uh, but I never thoroughly encountered it, encountered it because I was interested in who I was helping and it came back. They were, if I was interested in them, they were interested in me. And so the relationship uh, was, I honored their culture, they honored mine. Uh, I, I did what I did to help them. And in many cases, they were able to help me in a, in a sense. Okay. So I don't know that I, and I can't think of any example that I was actually discriminated against, if you want that word, uh, in, in our business. Keep in mind that in, I came here in 1968 uh, from Santa Fe. The, our business here, we didn't have a business. We had one account. There was a fairly large account here in Albuquerque. So we started the business here with uh, with with hardly any any business. So we bought a couple little agencies, and that's all we had. Uh, when I came here is when my brother began to run for Congress and won, and he never came back to the agency. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting. I didn't know. Uh, Albuquerque at all, and so I didn't uh, I didn't know where I was going. So and I and I was afraid of freeways because Santa Fe didn't have any freeway. So that story, Edward, that you were con- talking about, uh, actually happened around '68, right? Uh, that was in '68, and uh, fortunately, the good Lord was with us, and a lot of hard work. Uh, we became the largest agency in, in the state. Uh, uh, so I don't know that I was necessarily affected by it. I was very, I, I never let it bother me because I was very proud of doing what I did. So Edward, uh, a question I think that, that's important for us to ask at this time is, did you work in both languages, that is English and Spanish, uh, do you find that uh, you have or had clients uh, that covered one language or the other? And, uh, and how did you approach that? And many, many times uh, uh, they knew my name, uh, you know, my last name. And they'd ask me if I knew Spanish. And, and I did. And I was very comfortable uh, speaking either one of them. It's all about relationships. And it's all about knowing who you are and knowing something about your your culture. I, I'm not just talking about Hispanic now. Knowing your culture, knowing who you are, knowing your history, and being proud of it. And then you move on. It's, uh, 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 what a lot of times happens is I don't want to know who I am. I don't want to know my culture. I, uh, you, you know, and that, I think, are chips that you carry with you. Uh, uh, and the more chips, uh, I've always maintained, uh, get rid of those chips. 
because the most the more chips you have on your shoulders the harder it is to run and then pretty soon you get more and more chips and the harder it is to walk in in the in a not 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 in that sense but in in business and life and everything else so that's what uh i guess that's what i'm all about and that's what the center is all about and that's what my business so edward even though you thought you left teaching as a profession you really didn't because you've been able to teach people through business that you've developed the mentees that you have mentored throughout that time and then the educational aspects of the cultural center which you've worked so hard to develop well, it's really uh, good to hear uh, when you say that uh, relations and and making things relational uh, in in the business that you do and in business is, is very important I think it's important to point that out um, so in terms of cultural differences uh, that may be in, in people's minds. Where really is it a matter of knowing uh, who you are, um, since that appears to be important um, in, in terms of understanding how to bridge cultural differences? First, you need to understand who you are culturally. I think that's important to point out, and that's what I'm hearing here. Mm -hmm. um, I think one question would be, uh, given what uh, uh, Edward has uh, shared with us here today, um, what can you suggest for those folks that are starting businesses or, in, or thinking of starting businesses or growing their businesses? What can they learn from, from this uh, um, explanation you've given with regard to cultural differences? One of the most uh, important parts of my part of, obviously the most important part of my life was always my family. Uh, that's all part of uh, you can have a business, you can work hard, you can put in sometimes long hours if, if you have to, uh, but don't ever forget your, your, your family. And Hispanics in particular, that is one of our uh, cultural traits, I guess. But n nonetheless, it, uh, it, it's there. I, uh, uh, even though I was very busy trying to build a business and even belonging to others, to organizations and all. I never forgot when my kids were playing ball or my daughter was uh, cheerleading or going to flamenco dancing or whatever. Uh, you, you just have to balance it. it make sure that you, one, is that you make time for both. Uh, we tried uh, as we did at home, my father was extremely busy, uh, but he always managed, and we always all managed to have dinner together. There were nine of us, plus my mother and my father. There was 11 of us always at the dinner table. And that's where we conversed about different things. Uh, my father would get a report from from my mother as to whether we were good or bad, and, <laughs> and we and we would report to, uh, on our on our schooling. And but but it was a gather it was a family uh, situation. Uh, later on, when we grew, uh, both uh, 
Manuel and I went into the insurance business. I, I related my story to, but we went into the family business. Uh, uh, we then, uh, uh, when mine grew up, all of mine went into the insurance business. Uh, one of the things that I do caution people on, on with family businesses, okay, don't force them to go in. I had that experience that I, I had to make up my mind because I had to be happy. And if I was happy doing my work, doing what I was doing, then I would be happier at home. I, it, it wouldn't, I didn't have to go home and gripe about what I was, what I, what I was doing. The same thing with my children. I never forced them into saying, come on with me, make sure you come into the, into the business. What I did do is I, and I, and I told them and I still, I never gave them a job. I gave them an opportunity. And if they, if that was the opportunity that they chose for us as a lifelong career, great. If it wasn't, go do what you want, what makes you happy. Knowing people as I do, they don't always agree. And you owned a family business. It was a family-owned business. The agency was a family-owned business. When people didn't always agree and they were family, how did you manage that? How did you get through the disagreements or if somebody wasn't completely really aligned with one another within the business? Can you talk a little bit about that? Conflict, disagreements, family relationships, and preserving all of that in the process. Well, we'd be very honest about it. It wasn't a matter of, uh, and you're not going to get it. You got, and I raised them to be independent, to be self-thinking, uh, to, you know, to to be very honest, very cordial. Uh, one of my big uh, things, and I do it, and I did it in politics. I did. I, I never argue. I discuss. And there's a big difference between arguing and discussing. Okay? And so everything we did, we discussed. We did that in our board meeting. It was discussions and then you then you come together uh when they were kids uh, uh one of the rules was they never if they had an argument they settled it before they went to bed you can have an argument tomorrow again but you settled it today and so it, you begin you it's a culture it, 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 I don't know that it's a Hispanic culture, but it's it's a culture of treating people like people. Uh, even even your family, they also have to treat each other like people, not objects. And it is harder if there is a uh, disagreement. We generally. Uh, try to, to come together with what's your point of view and what's yours and let's see if we can get it come together. If we couldn't get it come together, there was always a deciding veto. 
Mean. Edward, in uh, today's environment and in our quickly changing um, society, given the values that uh, uh, seem to be changing very quickly, um, we know that uh, the future will continue to change uh, very quickly. Uh, and, and we live uh, in, in somewhat of a conflicted society. Um, I'm uh, seeking thoughts on, on what you think about um, the changes in the future and how uh, people can address culture to make themselves stronger and uh, more effective in, in running their small businesses. Let me first say to you, I, I am troubled with the world today, with the attitudes. Uh, the, uh, it's, either, it's either my way or the highway. I don't care which, which way you're thinking. There, there's uh, uh, Republicans uh, are thinking that, the Democrats are, the kids are. It's all jumbled up at this, at this point. I, I always have faith that the pendulum swings. And at some point, it'll swing back to to civility, to, to worry. But it, again, it's uh, uh, for us, uh, we have a bigger challenge as, as Hispanics, and that is those chips that I keep talking about. The, we, we have to help in getting in with our, especially our young people and, and the immigrants coming in. Get the, to get those chips off, get to school, learn a, learn a trade, learn a, uh, forget about, you know, you, you treat people like people and you demand to be treated like people uh, and be proud of who you are and, and move, uh, move ahead. I think that uh, the migration has always been here. They're, they're just... Uh, at this point, there's just more people, and there are more people coming because there's more people and more opportunities in in uh, in, in this country. Uh, uh, and I and I do see that that the big divisions that are there uh, that you're going to take my job and you're going to do this, you're going to do that. You're not going to take anybody's job if 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 you do what and, and learn and go to school and uh, and and go forward. Have amb you know uh, get ambitious. Ambitious. Uh, I I I I don't see any uh, real problem. The real problem today is undoing all those chips that are there. The more Hispanics go into business, become successful, uh, or not even just going into business, going, getting an education, going to get a really good job, and uh, uh, being able to to uh, help your families, uh, maintain a, a healthy family life. Uh, little by little, those chips are going to go. We were very, very fortunate in that our parents uh, uh, removed the chip from their shoulders by going to school and becoming teachers and becoming. Okay? 
and and doing the things that they did. They they in turn turned it over to us. Uh, we in turn turned it turned it over our children. Uh, our children are in turn turning them to their children, and little by little, it it's going to go over and over. Technology is changing the world. It, it is a good opportunity, and that's what we try to do with this at, with the cultural center, with in our, with, with our culture. It, it's a good opportunity to begin to change because they're going to have to change jobs. They're just not going to be. It isn't the same. I guess that's our job at this point is to help change the dynamics of where we are. So more specifically, what opportunities do you see uh, for growth uh, and specifically within that growth in markets uh, and demographically, that is to say, uh, we know that when we look at demographics uh, and, and specifically in New Mexico, we have uh, different uh, cultures, uh, di different uh, groups of folks that, that have different values and do and approach solving problems and in business uh, very differently. So what, what does that mean? And uh, in, in terms of, of living here and um, also uh, how do you see society dealing with that and, and, uh, and taking advantage of opportunities it presents? Treating people like people, not just objects, not just, uh, oh, you're there, you're there. Uh, and I don't care what job they're in. I don't care what they're doing. If people can treat each other like people, okay, sharing their experiences, sharing their cultures, one, okay. Uh, then, I'm, then I get in, uh, even 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 in the even in the cultural world, and and the if I share my culture with you, you're gonna share yours with me. Edward, great point. Edward, thank you for sharing your time, experiences, insights, and guidance with us today. Through what you have done in your business, with your family, and in the community. Respect, perseverance, and good communication are really key to your success. So there are four takeaways that um, we want to just recap uh, for our audience. One is that Latino culture is relationship-oriented. Uh, the second one is that respect is the foundation of all relationships. Third one is that family members and business together should treat one another uh, with the respect that they have treated others in the way that they've been treated. Uh, and the fourth is that communication is key. Uh, it's key to maintaining all good relationships. Uh, so again, Edward, thank you so much for being with us today.